Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is John Wolpert, founder, chief product officer at TacitPath, which helps companies work together while protecting internal information from exposure and misappropriation. John is a three-time entrepreneur and a three-time IBM executive. He's also an author, and his latest book, uh, which which comes out this month, is titled The Two-Butt Rule, which is I'm, I'm dying to hear more about. I, I, I know a little bit about it, but it sounds like a, a great a great read. Uh, but The Two-Butt Rule, which turns negative thinking into positive solutions. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, John Wolper. Yeah, good to be here, Brian. Thanks for having me. Oh, but it's probably a good safety tip. That's two B U T with one T rule. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's always important uh, to uh, get the spelling right when handling your butts at work. That is probably a good thing. You know, it's <laughs> like where where you put the comma in a sentence mm. could mean a big difference. All right. Well, listen, John, why don't we start with a little bit of background? Uh, let my listeners get to know you a little bit better. So maybe share your journey from uh, spinning off flywheel at, at Best Buy to becoming uh, a leader and building commercial ecosystems. Like you mentioned in our in our off-camera conversation uh, about Hyperledger Fabric and IBM Watson. Yeah. I mean, it's been a crazy journey. I'm uh you know, I've, I've been in the business for what, 35 years or more. I uh, got out of Cal in 89. We were discussing that before. I owned an ad agency uh-huh. uh, right out of school, and uh, which was fun. And uh, then the dinosaurs came. No. Um, but then there was, um, you know, uh, went to, you know, went to grad school, owned, owned the ad, ad agency, went to uh, uh, business school after that and found my way back. I was in IBM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an IBMer three times. Uh, made the world safe for Java, um, object-oriented programming, uh, e-commerce, all the middleware stuff, XML, open source. And then, yeah, uh, my third tour at IBM, I started with, uh, I wound up in Watson. And then finally, uh, uh, for my sins, wound up working in blockchain and started the IBM, was a co-founder of IBM Blockchain and that sort of thing. Then left IBM again. And went to uh, work in the, the the dark side of the blockchain space, and you know, wound up working for one of the public blockchains in the, you know, funded by all that crypto stuff. I would not recommend that. Uh, not for the faint of heart. No. And then I, I I was finished with all that. I was like, I'm I'm not supporting this Ponzi scheme anymore. Uh, I saw a lot of bad stuff with just people, you know, losing everything on mm-hmm. on crypto betting and or gambling. And that's really what it is. If you're if you're gambling on Tesla, at least they make a car. Um, but right. if you're um, if you're gambling on some token that means nothing, uh, it's just it's just a bad scene. But but one day uh, uh, Wiley called and said, "You want to write a book about the demise of blockchain?" And I said, "No, I don't. There's a lot of negativity." Um, but I have these other books I want to write. And one of them was the two butt rule. I, I think I actually called it embracing your butt uh, and they, they wouldn't let me call it that. And uh, so they, they came, I like the two butt rule. It's a good, it's a good name for the book. 
All right. Well, let's talk about that. So that came out this month, the two butt rule, and it introduces this kind of a unique concept called momentum thinking. And so tell us a little bit about the two butt rule. What is it? And what is momentum thinking? Well, so the in my life, I, somewhere along the way, I wound up in a fancy uh, innovation consulting firm back in mm-hmm. the in San Francisco and in the early 2000s. In fact, that was my first departure from IBM. This uh, pretty famous innovation guy says, hey, I'll double your salary. Come work for me and we'll start this idea you've got. And then we, we went, I did. And uh, we tried to raise money. And then the, the dot bomb happened right in the middle of the fundraising. But it was a pretty amazing experience. And there was one person at that uh, company who would hear me say, but that doesn't work. Or, but I don't like that. You know, she just hear me say, but a lot. And she'd say, always butt the butt, right? <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. it's like, always bring a second butt with the first butt. And that never left me. My whole career since then, I've come up with more, anything, anything good I've come up with came from me sitting and going, but that won't work, but it would have. But that also won't work, but it would have. But that also, when you do it five times, you'll get a patent out of it every time. Or, an, you know, <laughs> a, a pretty good idea. Do that five times, five, five rounds. And I always has to failure. I've mentioned in the book, book is always an option when you stop on an odd numbered, butt, right? But that doesn't work. End of story. As long as you got another, butt, you, you still have some life in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, so the, the book really explores this notion of going from what we used to have. I mean, you're a Gen Xer, right? I'm a Gen, Gen Xer. I'm actually a baby boomer. All right. Well, you're, you're on the young side of the baby boomers. I'm yeah. on the old side of the, the Gen Xers. I'm there you go. Six. Um, and, you know, my generation had the boomers boss, you know, destroying our hopes and dreams with a well-placed butt. Right. But, but we don't, I don't like that. Right. Yeah. Death. Right. That's the end. Well, we didn't like that. So we in turn created a generation that is, that has no butts. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the new generation of and the new culture that we've created, I think, and I think it's our fault, is a no buts society. Right. You can't tell you. You could be the boss and you cannot tell an employee that their idea is not a good one. You can't be a colleague. Nobody. Everybody's afraid of their butts. We're all running literally from our butts, which takes commitment if you think of it. Um, and that's where the two butt rule came from is to say, we, a one buttism culture, no good. That's a momentum killer. A, a no butt culture is even worse. And it's more insidious because you really don't even know that there are any problems to solve. You don't, mm. it, it's not overt. It's all repressed. So if, if a one buttism culture is bad, no buttism culture is worse. Mm-hmm. What we need is a two butts culture. And I could have called the book Momentum Thinking for Innovation and Problem Solving. But that's boring. Yeah. And it's yeah. a lot more fun to say, well, I don't like, yeah, you don't like my idea. Great. Show me your butts. I mean, it's just a lot more fun to say. Sure. And it is a book full of adolescent butt jokes. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it really is. And, and uh, unashamedly so, because yeah. we're trying to get this notion into the culture. So it's got to be catchy and hashtag two butts works for me. So. I like it. I want to go on Jimmy Fallon one day. I want Fallon to like say, I'm serious. I want Fallon to go, 
uh, well, Senator so-and-so said that he wanted to do this, but this other Senator said, that's a dumb idea. So here's the two butts kind of figure to, to, yeah, to round it out, <laughs> yeah, right? round out add, butt, add yeah. some clarity, round it out. You have rounded butts. You really, it's important to have rounded butts. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of feels a little bit like on a parallel track with the idea of failing forward, right? That, 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 you, you know, it's, a lot of my listeners talk about that that success is not a straight line. We all know that, right? Oh, and it yeah. sounds like the that two butt rule is okay. We're going to go up, and oop, you know, we, we, but we miss this, and and now we but we have this path. We miss. That's right. That. You got to embrace your butt. Exactly. You got to embrace that butt. If you're afraid of it, if you're running away from it, or you know, if a team, if if some of the people on the team want to go one way, and the other people on the team want to go another way, it's a good story about Lewis and Clark on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis and Clark's historic butts. I think it's right after the chapter called playing with your butt, which is right after the chapter called Elon Musk's fuzzy butt. So yeah, a lot of butt jokes, Okay, um, but yeah, uh, Lewis and Clark, right. They, had, uh, they found this fork in the river going up, you know, trying to find the Northwest passage, you know, their best people told them that, uh, go right. I think it was right. Maybe it was left. Can't remember now. Um, and they they thought the two the two captains thought that they should go the other way, but they sent parties out in both directions for one day and then came back no no conclusive evidence did it again a little farther out found several species that had been unknown to science before and then so they again unexpected outcomes from exploring your butt and by doing that they built enough trust and camaraderie that when they finally did go against the advice of the entire crew the crew was fine with it. They had a party that night. They were good because they saw that the captains were willing to explore those butts. And, and so that that's, you know, it, it's, it's not so much, there's a lot of nuance to the two butt rule. It's not just, it's about understanding the intentions and the needs behind people's intentions and then honoring your own objections and why you're, what motivates you to object to those needs of those plans and then trying to find a way to square all sides. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the trick. The challenge for some leaders today is which butts to respect and listen to and which butts to dismiss. And by that, I mean, everybody's going to have a butt on the team, right? They're going to look at it and they're all going to want to weigh in and provide their own opinions. But what if we did this? What if we did that? You respect collaboration. As a good leader, you'll respect collaboration and and you like when people offer their their thoughts and opinions on something. But it's not a democracy. Like at some point, the leader is going to have to say, this is the path I'm choosing. I've heard you. You know, we, we, you know, some of your butts were, um, intelligent, well thought out, and others just don't make any sense, you know. But they would if, or, but, but we don't have time to really vet your butt okay. right now. But I understand that you what you're really you're, what you really want is to be heard. But you can go and write it down, and I will read it later. And put some put some effort into it. But if you put yeah. some effort into it and further explain your position. I will then I will then take it more seriously. That's right. Marshall Rosenberg has a good he's passed, but he has a great book that Satya Nadella um, requires of his staff. I'm told 
um, at Microsoft. It's called um, nonviolent communication. It's all about um, really focusing on people's, you know, on, on what your needs are and what other people's needs are. And there, there are a very small number of actual human needs. And one of them is simply to be heard. I was on Twitter uh, not long ago and somebody just hammered me on something. I, I, I made a joke and somebody got on me about it. And there's like, you don't understand the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the founding father said, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And, and instead of getting into it or ignoring the guy, right? No buts, right? Ignore him. That's what we do, right? We just ignore him, ignore the trolls or mm -hmm. getting into it. I just said, sounds like you're really passionate about the founding of this country. And that's all he said. I didn't, I didn't validate what he said. I didn't platform him. I, I just said that. And he's like, you really get me, man. And you know, now he's a big fan. <laughs> he got me a bunch of followers. So um, that he, his need was to be heard. Yeah. So, and I, I gave him that. I, I, I honored his need. I didn't honor his point. I honored his need. So when I'm thinking about your book, the two butt rule, turn negative thinking into positive solutions. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about what some of uh, previous bosses and leaders would tell me, you know, don't, it's not, but it's, and oh. okay. Right. That, because I want, I want, because a lot of people are probably thinking the same thing as I am. It's always because when you think of, but, but is kind of a, a it's almost a negative, right? It's, it's, I'm going to put my hand up, but right. I'm going to stop you. You can look at it negatively and thinking you're you're stopping the momentum. You could also look at it and say it's it's a litmus test for the direction that we're going in to make sure that it's it's the right it's we're heading in the right direction. You know, you go back to Lewis and Clark. If they didn't do what they did, you know, then it, they didn't validate it, and that could have been a key fork in the road that would have sent them to Canada instead of to the Pacific Northwest, right? The, uh, the yeah, yeah. California. There was a yeah, it was a dead end. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so it, it, talk but, about but that. It, but versus yeah, and. I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, a lot of people uh, kind of interpret it at first the two but rule as sort of a yes and thing. They're like, oh yeah, yes and no. A, a, a negative times a negative is not just a positive. It's a much bigger positive, but it is embracing the negative, right? And that is the, con the this is my controversial point, which is uh, it isn't, you know, I've worked most of my career with scientists and researchers, engineers, and they in innovation labs or in, in research labs like IBM Almaden research lab. And you can't put them into a brainstorm and say, no killer phrases. No, that's what they do. That's what science is all about. Science is all about its butts, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't work, but this doesn't work, but I'm going to, but it's positive in that they will spend their entire lives putting their head and smashing it into that wall. Um, that requires um, integrity and, and levels of optimism that are unknown to the positivity police, right? You know, we have this idea. There's so much positivity thinking out there. I, I'm a big, I, I'm a big Adam Grant fan. But I think mm. we can really misinterpret Adam um, or, or Amy Edmondson. Um, we can misinterpret them as, as thinking that, you know, it's all about positivity. No. So when, when, when the Apollo 13, and this is in the book too, when Apollo 13's oxygen tank blow, blows in, um, in the command module, mm -hmm. uh, the, the engineers, the, the first idea was, okay, light the main engine, burn back to earth, shortest path, right? Fastest time. 
imagine if somebody it's you know the reaction to the engineers saying but we don't know if it's been damaged it could blow up it would have been don't be so negative right that would have been a pretty bad way of you know or you know that's that's not the way to do it or if you're if dr evil Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, not to mention, you know, historical figures, but if, you know, a historical evil person had said, but I want to take over the world, you don't say yes and. Right. I, you say, but that's a bad idea because, you know, what you really want is your mommy to love you and this will make all the mommies hate you, but we could do this instead. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's the two butt rule versus yes and. Yes and is pretty sterile. Um, so that's, I agree. That's well, I, I like what you're saying there. With with yes and it's because you're trying to. It's almost like a, a false sense of agreement, you know. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. On Apollo thirteen, right? They said, but we shouldn't light the main engine. Uh, Gene Kranz agreed, and they instead they said, but we could slingshot them around the moon. But they're gonna, you know, they wound up with a CO two problem. But they could solve that. It was the famous thing in the movie where they fixed that problem. But they had uh, power problems. But they figured those out. They they two butted their way all the way back to Earth and got those guys home safely. Is that is that the two butt rule? Does that incorporate the what if game? What if this happens? What if that happens? The two butt rule happens right after that. A what if is a statement of intent. I intend to do this or what, you know, when you say, what if what you're expressing is um, some plan to overcome a problem, uh, overcome a problem or capture an opportunity. Right. So Mm -hmm. intentions. And I did a lot of work on this Um, years ago. I wrote an article in Harvard Business Review and that got the attention of the Australian government. And one day I was at IBM and my boss called and said, hey, where are you? And I said, I'm in Armonk. And she said, you need to be in Savannah in four hours. I'm like, okay, why? It's like the Australian government wants to talk to you. I'm like, huh? So I'll go down there. And sure enough, this is this guy. Where was and, Zoom when you needed it? Right. <laughs> so I fly down to Savannah, Georgia. And this guy from, you know, an NGO uh, with the Australian government said, uh, right, read your paper. <laughs> I would just like to come down to Canberra and talk about it. And I was like, Canberra, what's, is that a bar somewhere? He's, <laughs> so if I, I was suddenly I was in Canberra. I was on the dais speaking to the parliament of Australia about this idea I had. And ultimately they wound up funding this whole program to find um, um, uh, ways for companies and institutions that couldn't, that weren't allowed to work, that that had secret IP, right? Like nuclear facility secrets and um, pharmaceutical research and stuff like that. And the idea was how do we share that information without sharing it? But we want to shoot, we, but we want to find warp drive, which is in three different pieces in three different companies. But we can't share that information with each other because re- reasons. But we could hire a bunch of trusted intermediaries, um, commercially castrate them, make, make them work for the government, put them in the research labs of all these organizations, and they'll let them share with each other on the condition they never shared with anybody else ever. That was the idea. Mm-hmm. And we did this and we thought it was about inventions. We thought it was about technology. Patents. No, it's about intentions, right? If I've got this pencil, that's an invention. I can write something with it. I can write something boring with it and write something interesting, or I can shove it in your eye. And now it's a disruptive innovation, right? Oh, you know, the, the, if, if inventions are the nouns of innovation, intentions are the verbs and intentions are terrifyingly hard to share, right? You know, think back to when you were, you know, in high school and you 
yeah, your the object of your amorous intentions was, you know, had a friend and your friend was going out with their friend. The moment that you articulate your intention to, to, you know, get together with the other one, you, you have no idea what's going to, what they're going to do. Maybe they thwart your plans. Maybe they help you. Maybe they're a big blabbermouth and now you're outed. Oh no, that's terrible. So it's sharing intent is terrifying. And so if somebody shares their intent with you, you have to be mindful of what, why they are, you know, not only what they want, but why they want it. And you have to honor that because they've given you something very precious and delicate. So that's intent. Expanding on that. You know, what I, if, I think- when somebody says, what if, you should be able to say, but I don't like that idea, but I would if, right? And, and if we have a culture where the guy that, or the person that said, what if, hears, but I don't like that, but knows to expect the second, but then they're not going to get their back up and not hear you when you, when you come around, right? So, you know, you say, but I don't like that, but I would if, that's okay. If you say, but I don't like that, then you've damaged a relationship problem. Two butts. It reminds me of the two founders, the, the story of the two founders of a company and talking about their employees. You know, one of the founders looks out and says, you know, what if uh, we train our employees and they leave? And the other founder says, but what if we don't train them and they stay? <laughs> I, I have not heard that. It's really good. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I love it. I, I just used it on a recent podcast. We were talking about you know, upskilling your your employees and, and kind of reconfiguring to, you know, take advantage of AI and automation and, you know, without having to hire extra employees. But, you know, it's it's that sort of thinking that I like you said something earlier, which really struck me. And, and I hadn't thought about it in this light that a negative times a negative is a positive, you know, and I think, you know, negative three times negative three is plus, you know, positive nine. Yeah. It's a bigger, it's a bigger positive than just positive three. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That, that it really, it really does have an impact. So how, how do you do that? How do you take a negative and a negative in a situation in business apply the two butt rule and, and turn that into an overwhelming positive. Well, there's, there's, there's one other thing that folks need to know to, to apply it. And that is you don't have to come up with a particularly good second, but it can be a silly, fuzzy, crazy, but um, you know, Elon Musk wanted to put greenhouses on Mars. This is the original idea he had. Um, and He's, but he's like, but I can't find a way to affordably make rockets commercially. Um, but in this, the, the, the story goes, you know, that somebody or he said, but if we had a magic wand for make turning atoms into rockets, uh, then we would additive man- manufacturing came out of that notion. Right. So that's a fuzzy, but, or, you know, first principles thinking applied to that. What so I love. It, yeah. Yeah, what I love about what you're saying is this, because I was thinking that the first, the second negative would have to be equal to the first negative in order to be a positive, but that's not the case. It could be negative 800 times negative one is 800 is a yeah. positive. 
Uh, yeah, uh, here's another one. It's all about maintaining momentum, right? It's not about getting the right answer on on your first round, right? It's you know, it's a chain of butts, right? But that won't work. But it would have. But that won't work. And so uh, I was running, and this is a true story. I was running a an innovation incubator and talent program at, at IBM uh, called Extreme Blue, and I was running one of, one of the labs there. And, um. Uh, a new hire comes up and says, you know, we, we had this really gnarly problem to solve. New hire comes up and says, what if we, and the engineer wastes no time with, but that won't work. And sure enough, I, I had been to this innovation company, you know, fairly recently back then. And I said, but it would work if, and the guy looks at me, looks up at the sky and goes, oh, it would work if gravity was different. And not a minute later, another engineer goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. And they came up with a whole plan that, you know, memory serves was a couple of patents and a project that got the attention of the top brass at IBM. We didn't solve gravity. We didn't, you know, create anti-grav, right? Um, that's another story. But, but we did, uh, but we did maintain momentum and we found that creative unexpected path. Um, you know, in, innovation isn't about compromise. It's not about saying, you know, saying, well, you know, I've got a problem where I'm only up if you're down, right? A teeter totter, right? Or see zero sum thinking. Zero sum, right? Or we can compromise and sit inert in the middle, right? Which is no fun either. Or we can turn it into an airplane wing and go up together, right? So that's you know, momentum thinking gets you to that opportunity for saying, oh, here's the orthogonal, here's the unexpected alternative path. Uh, how to rethink the problem and that especially silly, crazy, fuzzy, but that's helps. So, that's so what I'm thinking is in my mind is that the, the first, the original idea is, um, is the big idea, you know, here's the big, you know, okay, let's, let's be hag, right. The big, hairy, audacious goal. We're, we're going to stick that out there. The, the first, but is, but that won't work. It might be. I mean, if it if it if you can if you spot an honest flaw in the plan, yeah. If you say, hey, well, but this is a problem, or but I don't like this, or but we can't afford it, you say, well, right. but, but we can't but, afford it, but we could if we cut your salary. <laughs> right. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, you look at every great innovation, and it, it never you you never went with the original plan. You never went with the original idea, right? What what started out, you know, at the beginning of the process, and you said, okay, I remember the, the PayPal was a classic example of that, right? Plan A was was something, and I can't remember what it was. Beaming money between Palm Pilots. Oh, that was it. Yes, actually, okay. in the book, yes, yes. And, and then Plan G, it w was PayPal. And right. I said, okay, well, well, but this is not going to work. But what if we did this? But what if we did that? Right. YouTube was a, a video dating site. That was the idea. <laughs> Sparkling so, champagne was a fermentation accident that started that caused bottles to explode. Right, right, and and wasn't it that the uh, the the monks in a in a French abbey used it to um, preserve their wine? Right, was the idea was the original invention of champagne. If I'm that, I don't, that that's a story I don't know, but I do know that uh, yeah, I did study up on that on, on the fermentation problem. Yeah, I could I could be completely accident. making that up, but <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into it. But I remember that story. All right, so so for for my listeners right now, mostly owners of small and mid sized companies, here's kind of like this epiphany 
that I think we're sharing with you today. And that is, you're going to have a big idea in 2024. You're going to have a game-changing idea in 2024. Thinking outside the box, you know, here's where I want to be at the end of this year. Wow, boss, that's a huge uh, idea. But what if it doesn't work? But what if we could do it this way? And that's the conversation that you're telling them to have is to challenge it, take the double negatives, and then that ultimately becomes that positive solution. If you keep it going, if you keep keep it going, going. that momentum thinking. Okay. So it's again, Thomas, now also I'm getting pinged all over the place. I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said, um, be fixed on the outcome, but be malleable in the path to the outcome. Like don't be married to the process, be married to the solution. Mm -hmm. Be married to the solution. That's exactly right. That is uh, an investor of mine, on uh, one of my companies uh, years ago. I, I wish he, it was the, he'd been the first uh, investor in my life and not the la- one of the last ones uh, because he's, he said, yeah, we're not interested in funding people who are in love with their solution. We're interested in people who are in love with the problem and will give not never give up in solving the problem. I just think that's a really great way of thinking. Again, right. And there's so much in here that I that I think we all need to we meaning me and my listeners need to digest because yeah they're great stories in the book about um, startups uh, 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 Calendly is mm-hmm. a good story and you know if you I mean talk about hitting all the butts I mean that guy had butts in his face all the way from start to finish I mean he was. Uh, Toby Awatona is a, it's a fascinating story, right? He was, he was really, you know, from nowhere. Um, he was just a, it was a software sales guy in the Southeast and Atlanta area um, decided that he would tackle this big idea of, um, of solving the, you know, the calendar schedule scheduling problem that, and, you know, thinking that that was something that was novel, maybe, which it wasn't, I mean, you know, we, uh, Lotus had been, you know, there, there are any number of companies have been trying to fi- solve the, um, hey, what time are you available? I don't know. What time are you available? I don't know. You know, and going back that round robin problem. Yeah. Nobody says, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go bang on it. Doesn't have a team, doesn't have a, co- a technical co-founder, doesn't have money. He doesn't have, he's not, you know, doing, you know, partying with, uh, with uh, venture capitalists in the, in San Francisco. And he, he, he pours his money into this uh, research, this development company in Ukraine which turned out luckily for him to be a good one. They build stuff, but then he runs out of, but he runs out of money just before they put in the, the commerce system. So he's got a, he's got a working system with no, a calendaring system with no way to collect money, but he could release it for free, Mm -hmm. which is what he did. And that's probably why we know Calendly today. And it was a dozen more of those, just a dozen butts. Um, it's a great, it's a great story of you know somebody who just did not look away when they saw the butts coming. So the butt is the negative, right? The butt is it's 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 a negative that turns into a positive. That's that's what I'm getting from you. That yeah. the idea is that that momentum thinking, you answer a butt with a butt. 
And usually it's best if you do it yourself. And that is, if you're going to say, if you don't want to be a butthead or a pariah or that <laughs> nattering nabob of negativity or the, yeah. you know, the, the, the person that is probably in the therapist's office wondering why nobody wants to talk to them, right? That, that guy, you know, one butt guy needs to turn into two butt guy. Um, if you're, if you're known as a person that brings one butt and another butt, and if you wait to articulate, this is the really key. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever I interrupt somebody, it's usually because I'm afraid I'm going to forget what I was thinking. Um, if I wait and formulate my second, but so it, it's, it's remarkable. You don't forget what you were going to say because you're working on the second, but you hold on to that one, but until you got your second, but that slows you down, but doesn't permit you, your brain will not let you forget the first, but it's a, brilliant. It's beautiful. And it's actually helped me quite a bit in, in, in holding my powder until the right moment to, to chime in on something. So for listeners who have teams that, you know, that, that report to them, is it best, is it best if the person who brings the first, butt should also bring a second, butt? I mean, That to me is don't come to me with a problem without a a viable solution to the problem or or, or an alternative. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, I think if we have a two butt culture, maybe we we can we have a little more latitude to let somebody one butt from time to time. But, yeah, I mean, that is the the, the basic idea. Yeah. Is that people like solution people. and people don't like people that 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 you know, run you into a dead end with a big butt, and then don't do anything about it. Don't do you know? Okay, about. you killed this idea. You, you did. You didn't give it any any opportunity to grow or to to deviate, and you just put up a dead end post. And there's a solution out here. You know, you think of Calendly. If if that stopped after the first butt, we wouldn't right. have it. Right. PayPal, if they stopped after plan A or plan B or plan C, PayPal wouldn't exist. But if they ignored the butt, right, if you there's a ton of stories in the in the book about people that um, ignored the butt uh, because they were running a no butts culture disaster. Right. Every time. Right. When you when you and you know, we have this mythology that, you know, the, the this, you know, the entrepreneur that has the original idea ignores all the negative people that doesn't that don't believe in it, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes that's true, right? Spanx is a good example of that, right? She mm-hmm. just ignored everybody saying that it was a dumb idea until somebody bought in. But most of the time when you have an idea and you ignore the butts, you wind up not only with a dumb idea, we love dumb ideas, but you have a willfully ignorant idea, which means you have a stupid idea. <laughs> dumb ideas, right. yes. Stupid ideas, no. Yeah, I think the technical term, I mean, if you know the actual... Uh, um, technical definition of uh, stupid is willfully ignorant, right? Okay, okay. Um, the book is out. Where where can people? Mm. The, so it's it's the two butt rule: turn negative thinking into positive solutions. Yep, South from uh, Wiley. Can uh, they, they can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can get, it, of course, uh, they can get it in Barnes and Noble. Lots of Barnes and Noble, like three hundred Barnes and Nobles picked it up, which we were very excited about. Uh, selling out pretty quick. Um, so if you're a listener and you want to go to your local bookstore or your, or your local, um, you know, chain or, or, or independent bookstore, just 
tell them you're coming and tell them that you want the book. Um, and, and if they don't have it, say, why? <laughs> Come on, yeah. man, join us in the 21st century. Uh, I, will, I will also put it on the re, our resource page for, for this yeah, podcast. And, and you can go to jwolpert.com. That's J-W-O-L-P-E-R-T.com. You'll find all the sources there. And there's one, you, you asked earlier, what else can you do to, you know, to explore the two-butt rule you know, if you're starting a business? Aha. Uh, if you go to jwolpert.com slash 2BGPT, you will find the, I think, we think that this is true, that the two-butt rule is the first um, major, uh, you know, major publisher book, this is Wiley, to release the book on the same day as a companion GPT or, you know, AI. Wow. So you can go and, and say, I intend to blah, blah, blah. And it will say, but that won't work, but it would have, but that won't work. But now it'll do it. And, and you can explore, you're going to say, well, you can add butts, you can, you can expand on the butts, you can go deeper, um, you can, and it and it's it's trained on the book, and it's also trained to look for unexpected and innovative um, ideas to to solve those those one butts. Perfect. People seem to love it. They, they, I, I, I love it. I'm going to try it out. Um, and, and for my listeners, I, I'd love to hear your feedback on this podcast, because to me, I learned something today. I learned something about the two butt rule and something that I forgot that I probably learned in eighth grade, right? That a negative times a negative is a positive, which is enlightening, which is now going it, to, it'll change the way I look at, at opportunities and obstacles, and, and I'm going to apply the two butt rule to it. And, and John, I will definitely keep you posted on my progress. Well, I appreciate it. I hope your reader or your listeners uh, get the book um, and review it and tell other people to get it. Also, uh, you can get me on Team Rotary or book book me for speaking events uh, on, on the website. Absolutely. All of that will be on our resource page on, on the podcast site. So John Wolpert, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Small Business Edge podcast. Uh, Thanks, Brian. And, and all the best with, your, with the book. And, uh, you know, I'd love to keep in touch and talk more about this because I, I, it sounds like I'm going to be learning something from you every time we talk. <laughs> I'll wait for the next book. Uh, I, I, the, uh, the three I, finger is, rule. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I was joking that maybe it should be uh, supporting your nuts, a, bu a book about uh, about uh, teamwork and supporting your your wild ducks. But I don't know if that will be it. Actually, uh, one that I am working on is called uh, uh, Radical Improvement. Right where we, you know, we, we, it's kind of a repudiation of disruptive innovation and say, hey, we don't. Um, we should maybe start radically improving things and not just disrupting things. I like it. I like yeah. it. It's, it's it's almost contrarian thinking. Indeed. Okay. John, thank you. Uh, and and like I said, best of luck with, with the two-butt rule book. And to my listeners, as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your feedback, your suggestions. I'm going to give a shout out to Martino Mallior all the way in Belfast, Northern Ireland, who is one of our most steadfast listeners he he always he takes me on his runs with him in in northern ireland and he says you got to shorten your podcast otherwise you're going to be running 15 miles a day <laughs> so martine hopefully this is only a 10 miler today and 
to everybody. We will see you on the uh, next week, on another episode of the Small Business Podcast. Until then, take care, have a great day, and don't forget to apply the two-butt rule to your business. And let me know how it goes. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.